This is the MLW Radio Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here. OTTR headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever it is you get your podcast from with our with our latest last week of wrestling, after darts, under bosses hard taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show wrestling every coming soon so if you like what you see you love professional wrestling you love independent wrestling you love everything about wrestling just yourself give us a tune you know you will not regret it blackheart out welcome to another edition of the freeland five brought to you by the mlw radio network and the front row material brand for March the 22nd, 2022. Hope everybody's having a very good and enjoyable Tuesday. Uh, very interesting things coming out of the news cycles today. We're going to be taking a look at e-wrestling news. We're going to be looking at the Wrestling Observer. And we're going to be looking at Wrestling Inc. So these are the top five stories that I find to be the most interesting trending on the wrestling websites as of today. Wrestling Observer is stating at this hour, CM Punk will make his first in-person appearance on Dynamite since Revolution. That's right. The dog collar match that CM Punk had with uh, MJF, which was a classic one by CM Punk. He has not been seen on TV since, but he'll be making his appearance live on Wednesday night. CM Punk is returning to television for the first time since, once again, Revolution. AEW announced that CM Punk will return to Dynamite, marking the first time he's made an appearance at a show since his match with MJF. Now, it was tweeted by AEW. For the first time since his brutal and bloody dog collar match with MJF, the best in the world, CM Punk is scheduled to be tomorrow live in Cedar Park, Texas. 
Now, Dave Meltzer also reported last week that Punk will be part of the filming uh, for season two of the Stars Heels show. Punk plays the recurring character Ricky Rabies on the series. MJF is also set to speak on Dynamite this Wednesday. On last week's show, MJF cost Wardlow the TNT Championship against Scorpio Sky. Wardlow turned against MJF during the dog collar match at Revolution. There's going to be a lot heading uh, on the card for Wednesday's Dynamite. There's going to be eight-man tornado tag match. It's going to be Sting, Darby, Allen, and the Hardys versus Private Party, The Butcher, and The Blade. Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia will go against John Silver and Alex Reynolds. A segment with MJF. CM Punk appears in person once again for the first time since Revolution. Don't miss it. It'll be airing 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. This article was written by Joseph Courier, and that is with the Wrestling Observer. So I would like to know what your thoughts are when it comes to the whole CM Punk thing. We've, we've talked about it before. Has the nostalgia worn off for you yet, or do you still get excited seeing CM Punk? Personally, I think when he's used in the right places, I think it's a lot of fun seeing CM Punk on TV. I think he still cuts one of the best promos in wrestling. I still think he can go. It took a while for him to get his sea legs under him when he first came back, but now I think he's got his cardio up, and I think he's in, you know, CM Punk fashion right now. I think he's doing really, really well. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen next with him, but it's always fun to follow AEW and find out what is going to be happening next. So don't miss it. Dynamite this week, MJF and CM Punk, he returns. Now, also coming out today, WWE has announced what WrestleMania 38 pre-show on night one will actually air on the USA Network. So those of you who are worried that you have to have Peacock to be able to see the pre-show, you won't have to worry about that because night one is going to be on basic cable. Now the pre-show, which is going to set up everything that's going to be happening on night one for WrestleMania, is going to be able to be seen on the USA Network. Now, the cable listings have revealed that the pre-show for night one, WrestleMania 38, will air on the USA Network from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, or I'm sorry, Saturday, April the 2nd, which everyone will get a chance to see that in its entirety. The goal of this is to get people to jump over and sign up for Peacock so they'll be able to watch everything. Now, PWI Insider reported that they haven't uh, haven't received definite word on whether the pre-show for WrestleMania 38 Night 2 will air on USA. Obviously, cable listings currently don't show the Night 2 pre-show yet being on the USA Network, but things obviously can change for that. I do believe that WWE is going to push the Peacock Network so people can go ahead and see WrestleMania in its entirety. Once again, the Peacock Network is something that you can add on to a streaming platform. Uh, for the price that you would pay for Peacock, it definitely makes things worthwhile when it comes to seeing a show like WrestleMania. Um, I have watched WrestleMania multiple times um, in on Peacock itself, prior WrestleManias in the past. I've watched uh, prior WWE pay-per-views, which was, have been on the Peacock as well, the network. I think it's a good thing. If you're a big-time WWE fan of the current product, um, you definitely want to invest in that instead of paying what you would pay for a traditional 
pay-per-view buy. I mean, that's a lot of money. Uh, some people don't want to drop the $50, $60, $70 when it comes to that. So if you go ahead and you get it, I believe it's 9 or 10 bucks, maybe a little bit more than that per month. But it's really honestly, and it pays for itself. Not only that, but you get the whole library of everything that is WWE. It means all their other pay-per-views, all their other great spectaculars. Um, so I think that's going to be something that's a big selling point. What's your thoughts on WrestleMania 38? Are you getting excited? It's this weekend. It's Tuesday right now, and it's not that many days away. Uh, is there a match that you're specifically looking forward to? I can tell you this right now. I am very interested in the AJ Styles match against Edge. I think that match is going to be excellent. Um, what are your thoughts? What's, what's the match that's going to steal the night for you? I think a lot of people have a lot of intrigue with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. A lot of people said that they think that's going to steal the show. Some people are speculating that uh, a potential Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins match could steal the show if it does, in fact, happen. Um, I don't think that Cody Rhodes is going to be a part of WrestleMania. That's my opinion. I do believe he will show up at the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. But once again, I could be completely wrong. But I see them giving Seth Rollins a different opponent. That's just my take. Uh, let's talk about what the WrestleMania card is going to be Saturday, which is night one. It's going to be SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, defending against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boggs. It's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. The KO Show featuring special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch defends against Bianca Belair. And then finally, the headliner of Night One, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair defends her title against Ronda Rousey. So, very interesting to find out who's going to come out on top after Night One. Night Two, the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, defends against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy in a triple threat match. The Women's Tag Team Championships, Queen Zelina and Carmella defend against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and finally Natalia and Shayna Baszler in a fatal four-way. Edge will take on AJ Styles, Sami Zayn takes on Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee takes on Austin Theory, and then in the headliner for night two, it's the winner-take-all unification match, WWE Champion Brock Lesnar versus Universal Champion um, Roman Reigns. Once again, you can catch all of that on Peacock. If you subscribe to Peacock, it is going to be all there. Once again, Night One's pre-show will be airing on the USA Network. Still haven't found out all the details if Night Two's pre-show is going to be on USA or not, but we will find out more information. More information coming out at this hour. Bobby Lashley is hoping to get one more chance at getting on the WrestleMania card, and he very well may get that. At this hour, it's being reported that there's a chance that Bobby Lashley is going to be going up against Omos. Now, once again, Omos uh, has been looking dominant most recently. So the two-time WWE champion has been out of action with a shoulder injury after he suffered it at the Royal Rumble. And this was an article written by Ian Carey of the Wrestling Observer. Bobby Lashley versus Omos is expected to take place at WrestleMania 38. Fightful Select reported on Monday that Lashley was Omos' planned opponent for the show 
uh, Dave Meltzer noting on Wrestling Observer Radio that it will depend on if Lashley is cleared enough in time to compete. Once again, there is one more. Um, there is several days here to make sure that he is cleared, but that is definitely something that has a possibility of happening. Almost doing the thing where, well, he dominates every single person that he gets in the ring with. So right now, is it going to be something where they continue the big push with almost and they put um, Bobby in the situation of being his next fallen opponent? Or do we think Bobby Lashley is going to give him a good match and Bobby would go over? Personally, I think Bobby Lashley would be doing the job. I think they've moved on from where they were originally with Bobby. And I think it's time to start promoting almost. They've put so much into him so far putting him with AJ Styles. I feel like he's gotten over well. He's been down um, at the Performance Center. He's been training really hard as well down there, trying to get his techniques and his style down. So I personally feel like if this is a match, uh, Omos is definitely going to go over in this one. It might not necessarily be as highly competitive as we may assume, but Bobby being the corporate guy, I'm sure Bobby is is willing to uh, to do the job. What's your thoughts on Omos? Do you feel like he is somebody who's going to be a big deal in WWE? Or do you feel like, you know what, it's just the uh, the current flavor of the month with Vince McMahon. You know, he'll eventually get tired of Omos and he will turn into someone kind of like the great Kali where it's just just another big guy. All right, moving on. Robert Grunier is writing at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Joey Janela. Uh, took some um, they took some personal comments that the Undertaker made about that wrestlers nowadays need to have a little bit more grit. As noted yesterday, soon to be WWE Hall of Famer, the Undertaker appeared uh, on a podcast where he made a comment saying that there's a certain level of gritness missing from today in pro wrestling. Now we went over the quote that he had mentioned, but now it seems like Joey Janela is going to be kind of fighting back with it. Joey Janela confirmed last week that he once again will be leaving AEW after his current contract expires on May 1st. Now he's looking to book himself in some other big promotions. One of the goals is to have a run in Japan, Joey said, something I've always wanted to do as a child. Joey told Denise Salcedo, I've done shows in Japan, but I've never had a steady run there. That is something that I would like to work out very soon. Uh, he also said, I 100% agree, I agree, Mark. Lots of lame Marvel geek talk in these locker rooms nowadays. I, If I ever open up, to open up a wrestling school, um, before you have your first match, you're going to have to get in at least two bar fights with proof. By the way, um, he also says the Avenger movies suck. What do you think about this? I mean, once again, we talked about the Attitude Era, and we talked about how, in a lot of ways, it was different. You know, the the attitude, the sentiment towards what wrestlers do and what a wrestler does when he's not working. And it was always, you know, go to the bar, heal up, work hurt. Uh, the topic of conversations uh, being questionable at times. But nowadays, it's video games, it's cell phones. It's none of that anymore. And, you know, walking into a locker room is really, it, it pales in comparison to what it used to be. 
Do you have an issue with that? Or do you say, you know what? It's just the times changing. I don't have a single solitary problem with wrestlers deciding to do things differently. So looks like, um, looks like Mr. Calloway has at least one person who is with him on this. And that seems to be Joey Janela. I wonder, I wonder, wonder, wonder where Joey is going to end up. Joey's work ethic. I don't necessarily, at least from a fan's perspective, think it's the greatest, but once again, that's just mine. And, uh, I wish the best for him, but he was given all the opportunities when it came to AEW and they just didn't quite come to fruition. Uh, let's go ahead and let's jump back to WWE. They announced the musical guest that'll be performing at WrestleMania 38. Now, Mark Middleton is writing at this hour that WWE has made the decision. They've announced their first musical guest for WrestleMania 38. Uh, DJ Valentino Khan will perform live at AT&T Stadium on both nights for WrestleMania 38 as fans arrive into the stadium. Now, Khan became the first ever DJ to play at a WWE premium live event, which started back in 2021. He performed at SummerSlam from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Now, obviously, stay tuned for more musical performances at WrestleMania 38. There is more information you can find out all about this big performance that is going to be happening, which will be streaming live on Peacock in the United States and everywhere else on the WWE Network. Do not miss out on that. Once again, going to be a huge musical performer. DJ Valentino Khan will be performing at AT&T Stadium on both nights as fans arrive into the stadium. I'm going to be honest with you. Never heard of the guy. Not to say that he's probably not a good performer, but I just never heard of him before. Um, maybe that's showing my age, but not super familiar with him. Uh, very interesting article at this time by Danny, and I hope I pronounce this right, Wolfsteinholm. Uh, he is with Wrestling Inc. His article is Paige Van Zant confirms she met with WWE before she eventually decided to sign with AEW. One of WWE's, I'm sorry, AEW's latest recruits, Paige Van Zant, joined Renee Paquette um, and Misha Tate on Sirius XM, throwing down with Renee and Misha to discuss her current plans for pro wrestling and training. Now, it was noted that Van Zant had been training with WWE legend and Attitude star Gangrel, and Paige explained that she had noted a lot of similarities to her combat sport in its background. Van Zant would say, in quote, Honestly, it's amazing, Paige said. A lot of similarities, and I think I'm going to pick things up quickly. But the hard thing is to break some of the habits. The moves are so similar from MMA training to pro wrestling training, but there's just these few differences that you really have to focus on. So I think that's going to be the hardest thing to adapt to because I'm still training MMA to separate uh, forms as of right now. I just missed. I have to make sure I do things right now that I'm wrestling. Uh, Van Sant also discussed currently working with All Elite Wrestling. The MMA star uh, disclosed that she had previously met with WWE at their headquarters, but the plans that were presented didn't quite fit into what she was looking for. She would go on to say, I did know that my career would take me into pro wrestling eventually, Paige said. I wasn't sure what that venue would actually be, if that would be WWE or it would be AEW. I've been a fan of both, so I actually did make it out 
about a year ago to the WWE headquarters. They had a different plan for what they wanted me to do, whereas AEW and I are excited and we are happy to partner together to continue uh, to fight in MMA and continue to do bare-knuckle boxing. They were really honestly on board just to help build my career, build me as a wrestler, and still let me be myself. Van Zant explained that at the moment she is leaning, uh, learning the basics of pro wrestling, but she has not found to have completed it yet. She still finds it also very complicated. She did disclose that naturally being a sports athlete, picking up things in wrestling seemed fairly straightforward. Your thoughts on Paige Van Zant? Great article right here. Um, and this is with Wrestling Inc. And I, I said earlier, I do hope I pronounced the name right. Danny Wolfstenholm uh, has written at this hour. I think Paige Van Zant could be a huge addition to the women's division. Huge. I think she'd be a great women's wrestler in AEW. I think she needs to train. I think she needs to get her fundamentals down. But I think as far as charisma, personality, athletic ability, I think she's going to do really well. Let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, you can hit me up on social media. I'm at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Love to know what some of your thoughts are when it comes to that. Um, as we are literally just days away from WrestleMania, a lot of people right now are wondering, what's this WrestleMania going to look like when we look back on it? Is it something that we're going to remember? WWE is hyping this up as being the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I personally find that a little hard to believe, but let me know what your thoughts are. Is this going to be the best WrestleMania ever? If not, hit me up and let me know what your favorite WrestleMania was. Love to know. All right, Matthew Wilkinson is also writing in at this hour. Matt Cardona followed the, the blueprint that Cody Rhodes laid down before leaving WWE. Now, Matt Cardona was, was recently, I guess, on the Cultaholic wrestling straight to hell series and talked about Cody Rhodes. Now the two men were well known for being genuine friends and Cardona speculated on Rhodes future. He believes that Cody will end up doing great things and noted that he used his blueprint during his post WWE career in a quote. Cardona would go on to say how much that he loved what Cody has done so far, as far as giving people plans as far as what they can do after they leave. Um, he said, I didn't follow every step that he took, but he knew what he was doing. Cardona continued and went on to say he's a businessman and he loves pro wrestling as much as anybody, if not more. He has it in his blood and he's going to do great things wherever he ends up. Now, Cardona also spoke about the future of Ring of Honor and Tony Khan being the new owner. Cardona believes that it would be it should be great as the as the AEW president. Uh, loves the business and has stressed it so many times, and this is good that he also has their tape library. I thought Ring of Honor was dead, Cardona joked, but now it's back with Tony Khan leading the charge. I think it's great. There's no denying Tony loves this business. I think he will do the right thing for the product, not just for the current product, but for the old library as well. Um. Let me know what you think as far as what has Matt Cardona done that has really impressed you since he left WWE. I mean, he's gone to GCW. He's gone to NWA. Um, he's gone to several promotions and, and done very well. Is this something that you believe is going to happen more often when people leave a major promotion that they are probably going to make the grand tour all around and try to do different things, have a bucket list? We know Cody said he had a bucket list uh, when he 
first left WWE in 2016, you think other wrestlers are going to say, you know what, before I just jump on board with somebody, I'm going to do some stuff, do some stuff that I might not have had a chance to do before. Interesting. Uh, next article I have to talk about. This is also by Matthew Wilkinson because we've, we've talked about this guy so many times. I have had people hit me up and they say, is this a rib? Is this really going to happen? Veer has made, they have announced that Veer is going to be appearing to Raw on April the 4th. Now, many people know right now April the 4th is going to be the first day after WrestleMania. So, after so many months of teasing him, he will officially be there. In this article, it says it's been revealed to the WWE world that WWE Superstar will be making his debut on the April 4th post-WrestleMania episode. Veer also himself took to social media to comment on the situation, thanking the fans for their support. He said, and I quote, Dedicated to the optimistic and posit positivity of the fans and have kept their fists raised high in support. I hear you all. Yeah, the man is coming. He always was. I'm clearing the path ahead. Don't stand in the way. Better yet, please try. So, Veer. Veer is going to be on his way to WWE. It'll be on the day after uh, WrestleMania. Are, are any of you guys excited about Veer? I don't know much about the guy. I think he's got a good look. I'm not really down with the face paint um, and maybe the armbands and whatnot. But look, I'm willing to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. If the if the guy can go, I'm all for it. But if all he is is smoke and mirrors and he's just a look and he runs around, he beats people up really fast, I don't think I'm into it. I mean, there's so many guys out there that, it's hard to latch on to somebody unless they have something so unique that they demand your attention. And right now, Veer, I mean, he's gotten people's attention because he's been promised for so long and just never really done anything yet. So we will see what happens with Veer. Um, here's another interesting article I found out. Once again, this is from Wrestling Inc. right now. Uh, Marco... Rover, and I hope I said that name as well. Uh, the Undertaker used to take naps in the casket uh, backstage at WWE. Let's find out what exactly this is talking about. Now, during an interview with Ryan Satin, out of character podcast, The Undertaker gave a look into his upbringing and his interests as he was a child. The dead man talked about having family members who worked for a funeral home and how he'd spend time around all the caskets and the embalming rooms. Now, once again, that's the room in the funeral home where they prepare the body prior to the service and burial. He says, I was always into scary stuff. I liked scary movies, and I always uh, was enthralled by mysteries that scare me, The Undertaker said. When I was a kid, it was more of theater of the mind. Later on, movies went into full gore, and they didn't leave anything for you to think about. They just showed you everything. Early on, they would cut things off and just kind of let it get into your mind and figure out what was going on. It was very fascinating, even with death. There was a time when I actually had family members that worked at the funeral home, so I was around caskets and embalming fluid. There was a point in my career uh, where things got a little funny, and actually I spent some time around the caskets. Um, the great article here about what he would do and 
how he would be around the caskets. The whole story is a lot of fun. I want you to definitely go ahead and read that right now. It is on Wrestling Inc.'s website. I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but if you're into The Undertaker and you love his stories, this is definitely a story for you. Um, if you're a big Undertaker fan, hit me up on social media. I'd love to know, do you have a favorite Undertaker match? Do you have a favorite Undertaker moment? I mean, he has so many, but do you have one in particular that stands out? Love to know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, Paul Heyman is actually making news. This article came out a few days ago, and I really wanted to go over this as before. So, Paul Heyman has a picture up on social media, and this probably went up, like I said, a few days ago, but the picture itself is Roman Reigns holding up the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. Paul Heyman is basking in his glory. It shows Brock Lesnar lying in uh, rubble. And if you look in the background, it is an action figure of John Moxley. And somebody had mentioned it was his Series 2 action figure that was looking on. Um, and many people believe that this is Paul Heyman maybe teasing the fact that John Moxley may be the next person to leave AEW and go back to WWE. Now, many people may or may not be aware of Moxley's contract situation, but he does have a contract option where he can opt out at any point in time. No questions asked. So, do we think Moxley at some point in time will go back to WWE? Would that be interesting to see Moxley take on Roman Reigns? The former Shield members going at it, maybe for the WWE Championship? I don't know. What's your thoughts? Hit me up on social media. Let me know what your thoughts are. Would you like to see Moxley and Roman Reigns? Some people think that the WWE guys, the older guys, are just coming over as a favor to help get AEW launched, and then they're going to go back. Some people think that Chris Jericho got into phenomenal shape, but he's going to go back at some point and make one more run. However, he has two more years on his contract, so we will see what happens with that. Those are the main stories that are trending today on Tuesday, March the 22nd, 2022. Love to know what your thoughts are on all of this. Um, please hit me up on social media. I'm at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. I'm always looking to discuss wrestling with anybody who would love to have a good wrestling conversation. Once again, please support uh, E-Wrestling News. Please support uh, Wrestling Observer. Please support wrestling inc and all the other websites that are out there right now love to go ahead and continue this conversation but for now those are the headlines that are making news today i'm mike freeland and i'll catch you on the next episode of the freeland five the world of NLW.